Welcome back to the Pennsylvania Prisons and Parole Podcast. We're brought to you by the Department of Corrections Communications Office. My name is Ryan Tarkowski, and I'm joined by executive producer Kurt Bope. Did you know that April is Second Chance Month in Pennsylvania? Governor Wolf issued an official proclamation recognizing that men and women with a criminal record, and especially those returning from prison, often struggle to find housing, employment, education, and other necessities. At the DOC, a big part of our mission is to support these individuals as they work to re-enter society. Not only is offering a second chance the right thing to do for these men and women and their families, but the secondary effects, reduced recidivism and safer communities, benefit everyone. Of course, the DOC is not alone in these efforts. Several state agencies support our mission, and we've been highlighting them all month long on social media. But the private sector also plays a very important role. When it comes to employment, our reentry services offices have a network of employers who are not only willing but eager to hire reentrants. Today, we'll be speaking with Jen Strobel, the vice president of human resources at Flagger Force, about her experiences hiring and working with people with criminal records, why her company is so involved with reentry, and how we can all help reduce the stigma and improve the lives of people who have been incarcerated. Jen, can you tell us a little bit about Flagger Force, what your company does, and how did you get involved with the DOC? So Flagger Force is a um, short-term traffic control company. So we set up the uh, orange cones on the roadway for anyone that's working on or near a roadway so that traffic can safely travel around the people that are working on or near the roadway and um, and that way everybody's safe and they can get their job done and traffic can continue to move along and hopefully we don't hold you up too much on your way to work. So that's what we do, which is relatively uh, simple, uh, easy to explain and you probably can visualize the orange cones and signs that you've seen on a roadway. And the way we got involved in um, re-entry and looking to hire re-entrants was uh, probably, I'm going to say about, oh, it's four or five years ago now, we started um, looking into what other opportunities exist for individuals um, that we could potentially hire that may be seeking job opportunities that might be in kind of untapped markets. So we had um, a business problem, which was that we had more business uh, available to us than we could fulfill with our current uh, number of staff. So we said we need more people. We have an excess number of jobs, but we don't have enough people to fill them. And we can't seem to find enough people fast enough to be able to fill all these jobs. So where where else can we look? And that was how we got interested in thinking, you know, a little bit differently about the talent pools that we were looking towards. So we uh, started to look at our talent, what we were looking for in people a little bit differently and um, recognized relatively quickly that there was an untapped talent pool sitting right in front of our faces, really hiding in plain sight. And that was how we got connected with the uh, Pennsylvania Department of Corrections pretty early on and started this process in uh, 20, late 2018 and early 2019. 
And if I can ask, what was that like internally? Because there is a stigma with hiring people with a criminal record, and I'm sure there were some conversations that went on behind the scenes at Flagger Force. How did you overcome that? Were there any uh, questions among leadership about hiring people that have been in prison? There are always questions I have found, um, and it has it was initially it was probably a greater concern. Um, but at, once we got going, the concern was less and less and less and less. And, um, you know, I don't want to diminish anyone who hasn't done it before ha or any employer who's maybe thinking about dipping their toe in this water. But um, the biggest concerns we had to overcome actually existed with our um, with our customers in uh, in maybe some contract agreements and uh, contract language more specifically things like that but um really what we found is the uh the stories we tell ourselves in our minds are often worse than reality actually is uh we allow we humans i would should say allow fear to control so much of our actions and reality is actually not that bad. Uh, we tend to say, you know, well, what if people will do this? Or what if they're going to do that? Well, what if they, you know, in quotation marks, do these types of things? And my response is, well, what if everything turns out okay? What if you end up with a really good employee? And um, then people start to, you know, if you can kind of flip that, they start to recognize, okay, um, maybe this isn't so bad. And the other piece is, once we started to kind of think about this in a different direction, I said, well, how do you know somebody who's coming out of incarceration is going to be any better or any worse than any other candidate that you're already hiring? There's so you have some type of known factor about a formerly incarcerated individual, but the person that you're hiring off the street, so to speak, so you don't have any knowns about that individual. But, right. So kind of what you're saying is we all have our challenges that we've overcome in life, right? And hiring a reentrant, you you know one of their biggest challenges, where hiring somebody that doesn't have that in their past maybe is could be hiding something there could be something more underneath the surface exactly you i mean so you have known variables and unknown variables and I, it's a roll of the dice with any given person right so who's to say one person is what what makes one person quote unquote better than another person um, so flagger force has been at it for a few years now what does make a good uh formerly incarcerated employee or i guess any employee what kind of folks are you looking for at flagger force it's pretty simple. Uh, we're looking for the, the things that I think most employers are looking for. We're looking for somebody that can come to work on time uh, with a good attitude and ready to work. So by being ready to work, that means you have you have your equipment for the day. And for us, that that's, you know, steel-toed boots and your safety gears, which is kind of a uniform, if you will, that we provide to you. And, um, you know, you've packed your lunch or whatever, but um, it's pretty minimal. Uh, any equipment that you need, we provide. And, 
Yeah, and that you're, you know, you take the learnings that we've taught and, and apply those. So if you can come with a good attitude, if you can come on time and you can be ready to work, you're going to do great. And let's be honest, it's not always easy work, right? People are out there in the elements, they're uh, on their feet. What kind of makes a good uh, a good worker? What what people? What kind of people are you looking to uh, promote or or hire in the first place? Exactly. So it, you're right. It's not the this work is not for everybody. Um, so we want people that enjoy being outside, obviously, because we can't do this work indoors. Uh, so if you don't like the outdoors, this is probably not going to be a good fit for you. Um, people that are um, comfortable in their own skin, because even though you are engaging with others, um, you will, you are spending a lot of time just kind of with yourself because you'll be working with a partner, but you're only going to be talking to them through a walkie-talkie, and they may be, you know, a quarter mile down the road. So uh, the people that you're going to see are those that are driving past you, which would be the, you know, the, kind of the general public. And those people driving past you, the general public can be very nice or they can be not so nice. And you have to just recognize that. So some of them are going to smile and wave and say thank you. And some of them are going to give you some gestures and honk their horns or, you know, do some other things. So you have to kind of be okay with all of that and just recognize it, it comes with the territory. Yeah, I never thought of that. I always try to give a smile and a nod to the folks that are working out there because I think of it as I'm driving. I'm in my comfy car. Yeah, maybe the delay, one, it's not their fault. Um, but as inconvenient as it is for me, they're the ones that are out there working in the elements. So I always try to, to give a smile and a nod to the folks working. I wish more people kind of did that. Yeah, we certainly appreciate people like you, Ryan. <laughs> Because not everybody is like that, for sure. I always say the car does most of the work. I got my podcast uh, or my music playing, and and I can stay in there all day. But we all are are late sometimes, I guess, and and maybe in a in a worse mood. My next question: What uh, has been the experience with Flagler Force? You've been at it for a few years now. Hiring reentrants, how have they worked out in general, the good and the bad? Yeah, overall, it's been a great experience. I would say um, our retention rate um, with our uh, reentrants has been higher than our reentrant than our traditional employees. Um, our reentrants tend to stay with the organization longer. The duration of employment tends to be longer than our traditional employees, and um, we tend to be able to bring those candidates on uh, quicker um then um we don't we don't have to have such a huge candidate pool like we do with our traditional hires so we've definitely had success in um in in those realms and what um what i really consider a big part of the success story and not just me personally but i would say organizationally we all consider it a success is um whether people come to our organization and stay for multiple years or they come to our organization and then they may leave but choose to go to another career uh, when they're coming when they're in the reentry space and they they come to our organization but they continue on to another career 
I still consider that a success because they are not becoming a recidivism statistic. They, um, we may be the first stop on their journey into something, you know, bigger and better in their lives that, you know, maybe fits their passion or their life's ambitions better. And that's fine. I'm just happy we were able to be a conduit um, along the way for them. And in that pipeline, you know, they feel the need for us for, you know, a 12 month period or whatever length of time they happen to be here. And so they met a need that we had and we were able to meet a need that they had. So it's a win-win. We're talking with Jen Strobel, the Vice President of Human Resources for Flagger Force. Flagger Force, one of our really trusted partners at the DOC when it comes to finding employment for reentrance. Do you have any success stories or, or somebody that you look back on that came out of the DOC and you say that was a really good worker or we really helped each other in some of those ways that you were talking about just now? It's so funny that you asked that question, Ryan, because just today, literally about two hours ago, um, there was a posting on our internal uh, we have like an internal Facebook, if you will. It's an internal um, social media page. And a gentleman was posting, he's been here about six weeks. And he put up a post saying, you know, thank you to everyone who's been supporting me. Um, I have been outside the wall now for, I uh, forget, it hasn't been a terribly long period of time, but he was he was behind the wall for 34 years. So um, and he's only been here for six weeks. So he's he he's uh, obviously a formerly incarcerated individual had um, was released, you know, some within the last, you know, probably the last year or so. And um, and, and then has joined our organization uh, begin, beginning of February. And now he is um, on the path to recreating his life, you know, hitting that reset button and starting over. And so not only is he working here, but in the evening, he's working hard on, um, on he has therapy classes he was sharing and um, different um, reentry and acclimation things that he's doing and uh, he said, you know, his biggest fear is he just doesn't want to make a mistake. He just, you know, he's he's worried about making a state mistake in life and he's worried about making a mistake in work. And, you know, he's just trying to manage his own stress. But he was sending a note of appreciation and thanks for everyone who's been supportive. And, you know, uh, so many people were commenting, giving him praise and kudos and um you know, hang in there, we support you, you got this kind of uh, encouragement because this job is hard and it can be intimidating standing out on the street while traffic is driving past you at high rates of speed. I mean, even, you know, 30 miles an hour doesn't sound that fast until you're standing there and a car comes past you. And it, it, can, it can be very intimidating. So you don't wanna make a mistake. You don't wanna get hit by that vehicle. And I understand that fear, but when you layer on, I've 
you know, the last large portion of my life has been controlled for me. And now I'm in an environment that is somewhat uncontrolled. Um, I can't imagine what he must be going through. So um, for him to choose to to join us and to be happy with that choice, those are the stories that we love because those are the individuals that are committed to making a difference in their own lives and we can help support them and they can support us by doing a great job. I think that's really interesting because one of the common threads that we've learned about reentry and the reentry process is the importance of community support, whether it's in terms of uh, banking or mental health or education, all the common threads that go into supporting a reentrant and why it's so important to help them not only better their lives, but then it also goes into, like you said, reducing recidivism. Um, April is second chance month in Pennsylvania. It's so important for all of us to work together to help these folks uh, earn their second chance. And I just think back to all the support that I've gotten at work throughout the years, all my different jobs that I've worked and how important that kind of camaraderie and uh, sense of purpose has been in my own life we recognized right away that we needed mentors for our um, our reentrants. So that has been a big key to the success that we've had. So all of our reentrants are immediately paired with someone um, who is an experienced uh, crew leader or advanced crew leader. Those are the higher up levels in our organization. And um, those mentors then take the reentrant, uh, we call them mentees, with them um, to job sites and just show them the ropes. They give them pointers and, you know, um, you know, hey, here's where I recommend you keep your lunch at. You know, let's make sure I introduce you to the client. Let me make sure you, you, you know, you know, just kind of the ins and outs of the job here today. And now they have someone that they're connected to and having that connection makes a huge difference. Um, so that that has really made the program successful. So I've told uh, other employers considering this, um, you know, at whatever obstacles you can help a reentrant overcome um, as an employer, that's fantastic. Um, we have the ability to be able to support transportation, which we know is a large barrier for reentrance because we have so many vehicles on the road. And how do you keep all those vehicles so clean? Every time I see a flagger force <laughs> truck, it's clean. <laughs> uh, yeah, our our uh, our employees take care of that. I mean, they we support them, but they are they uh, take care of getting them washed and all that kind of good stuff. A lot of them take a lot of pride in how how good they they personally keep their vehicles. So talking yeah. back to that mentorship program, I think it's so important. It got me thinking every time I've started a new job that, that those first couple of weeks are always the hardest, right? Cause you, you don't know what you're doing. You feel like a burden, you feel like you're in the way. And then to compound that with a re-entrance experience coming out of uh, incarceration, that must just be, I hadn't even thought about that before, but that must be doubled, tripled, uh, exponentially larger that those first day jitters. Yeah, exactly. So Very interesting. We try to do you have any, as much as we can. Do you have any stats on how many reentrants from the DOC you have hired? 
from the DOC specifically, I don't know, but I do know since 2018 uh, in total, we've hired over 600. So we've hired quite a few. Now, some of those are some people, individuals from Maryland. Um, so they're not all from Pennsylvania, but the large majority are from Pennsylvania. Sure, and it's the the general idea of second chance month, whether it's second chance from DOC or uh, county level incarceration or from another state, it all kind of goes to the same idea that hiring reentrance is not only good for the community, but it's also good for business, correct? Yes, exactly. Well, and it's and it's pay it forward as well. So we have dozens of individuals who have been in that mentee role who have then promoted through the organization and then become mentors for the next group coming in that are now mentees. And they can say, I was sitting where you were sitting, you know, six months ago or 12 months ago or however long, and I understand what you're going through. If anybody out there, be interested or otherwise interested in learning more about Flagger Force or possibly a career with Flagger Force, where should they go? FlaggerForce.com. By all means, we'd absolutely love to have you, love to have a conversation. Very good. Jen Strobel, Vice President of Human Resources for Flagger Force and a very important partner in the DOC reentry process. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Thanks again to Jen Strobel from Flagger Force for taking the time to join us today and providing her perspective on supporting reentrance, not only with a job after incarceration, but a sense of purpose as well. For more information on Second Chance Month in Pennsylvania, check out our social channels at CorrectionsPA on Facebook and Twitter. And we regularly update our blog at cor.pa.gov. For producer Kurt Bope, I'm Ryan Tarkowski. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.